a collaboration between Eastern Community Legal Centre and Swinburne University in Victoria, is using digital storytelling to explore how ageism plays out in day-to-day -day experiences of older people, and to better understand how this can lead to elder abuse. The collaboration used extensive community consultation and the digital storytelling to investigate ageism as a driver of elder abuse, and this is stage two of the OPERA project, Older People, Equity, Respect and Ageing. The series of digital stories aims to disrupt ageism by celebrating older people's diverse stories and experiences, including planning for older age, increasing social connection and keeping active and healthy. You sort of, when you're 30, you don't think about it. You don't think you're going to get old. You only see old people. But as you go on, you do get old. But as long as you're not miserable, unhappy, or there's not much difference except you're slower. Um, life's not hectic at all now, but it used to be when I was 30. And I go at my own pace, even though a few of the PAG ladies say to me, come on, Lynn. <laughs> and I say, I'll be there in a minute. <laughs> and they're only saying it for a joke, I know, but it just makes me laugh. It makes me go a bit slower sometimes <laughs> because I'm a rebel. <laughs> Project lead and senior lecturer in media and communication, Dr. Diana Bossio, says that the motivation for the project is to raise awareness of elder abuse. So the idea came about because um, elder abuse in Australia isn't particularly well known um, in the general public. And actually, um, elder abuse um, really only came to prominence in Australia around 2016 when um, the Australian Royal Commission is Family Violence. Um, actually identified elder abuse as a form of family violence. Um, and so um, after that, there was a lot of um, activity to try and um, basically raise awareness of elder abuse in, in the community. And the, um, the organisation that um, Swinburne partnered with Eastern Community Legal Centre. It's actually one of the leaders um, in Victoria around prevention of elder abuse. So they run um, an elder abuse um, prevention network. And they approached me um, as a researcher at Swinburne to um, try and think about ways that um, we could have a primary prevention strategy um, for elder abuse. So we started to think about what the primary drivers of elder abuse were and um, ageism is something that comes up a lot in research around elder abuse um, and its drivers. So we started to kind of think about how we could um, raise awareness of ageism in the context of elder abuse, thinking about um, ageism as a driver of the kinds of behaviours and attitudes that might lead to or excuse um, abusive behaviours towards older people. The lack of evidence around the idea of ageism leading to elder abuse was an issue for the researchers early on. And Bossio says that research on elder abuse as a form of family violence is at least 10 years behind other forms of domestic violence research. 
So the first phase of the project was for her team to set out and find evidence of ageism and discrimination in the community and how this can lead to abuse. I think um, maybe the insight that probably shocked me was um, just how prevalent um, age discrimination was in the community and that older people um, were talking about attitudes um, that were ranging from uh, being ignored um, in um, shopping or um, restaurant-type context all the way through to um, ageist kind of infrastructure, um, things like you know, designing car parks so that if you had a physical disability, you wouldn't actually be able to get out of the car um, or onto a bus um, or designing um, shopping centres that made it increasingly difficult um, if you had chronic pain or illness to actually do your shopping. Um, and I think probably what was most shocking um, wasn't really that those things were occurring, but the kind of impact that had on older people and, in fact, seemed to lead to a kind of internalised ageism where older people were encountering this kind of invisibility in the community and turning that invisibility inwards and feeling really hopeless about themselves um, and their relevance in the community. Um, I think that kind of internalised ageism was probably what was most shocking um, um, to, the, to the researchers. When I turned 60, I was really quite concerned because I'm only small, I'm female, and I thought, where do I fit in? How do I fit in? Um, I'm going to be overlooked, and, and I mean that metaphorically as well as reality because when I go to the shops people don't seem to see me I'm not being served and things like that so I thought hang on a second I'm an individual I'm as important as anyone else so I need to be able to speak up for myself and then I thought well there are lots of people who can't do that or don't feel comfortable doing that and I'm more than happy to stand up for them as well so I think the people need to understand that we love life we have so much experience so much passion so much so many skills so much knowledge and we want to share it we want to share it if we're given the opportunity to the researchers believe that the project was best served through a visual medium as it was important to see people who often feel unseen and hear people who often don't feel heard um for so this project, we really felt that um, in order to kind of disrupt ageism um, and um, to disrupt these kinds of um, ageist attitudes that we felt um, led to or um, at least excused abusive behaviour, we really did feel like we had to see um, people in the community. Um, so this was really a, a a community approach to disrupting ageism and to do that we really felt like we had to see older people's faces we had to see them doing things 
um, being active, being happy, being social, um, and uh, for that to be really disruptive and really impactful, then, yeah, we, we really needed images. We really needed people to see the positive impact that older people have in the community. So, yeah, the videos are, are really important. We, we hope that we can continue that kind of work in the future. Um, and certainly we hope to have a kind of social media component to that as well because I think it's also important that um, disrupting ageism is really an intergenerational project. So um, starting with young people and going all the way up to um, older people themselves um, and showing ageing as a kind of positive um, experience, of, of, of ageing as a kind of series of transitions that you can see uh, the people that we interviewed talk about in the videos. Um, they talk about going through illness. They talk about losing a partner. They talk about um, going through retirement. They talk about planning um, for illness and even death and um, not talking about these things as scary or a decline or, um, you know, being vulnerable or alone, but talking about all of these things as a series of transitions that everyone goes through um, and that being active and planning and having um, social connections as being the key to making sure that every transition in your life um, is, is a positive one. The project is important as much of the media we consume is a reflection of the way society feels. So using media might be a way to change minds and help society learn to better appreciate older Aussies. So I think um, personally that um, media reflect what um, attitudes and um, uh, images and representations already exist in our society. So I think media is a, is a tool um, to, to talk about and engage with what already exists in our um, society. So you can see, I think, um, even if you, you know, go on Instagram, you can, you can see the kind of um, uh, youth-based cultures that dominate um, a lot of mainstream media. You can see um, the kinds of ageist um, attitudes um, that are quite pervasive um, and almost so kind of socially accepted in all sorts of um, media. But that said, um, you can also see that um, especially in an age of social media and in an, an age where we can en engage quite um, readily and rapidly with um, mainstream media representations, that the, the media is also a source of um, disruption of um, what might be a negative or ageist um, uh, image of, of older people. So, um, yes, um, ageist. Uh, messages and images um, exist on the media because they're a reflection of our society and our society uh, is generally um, quite um, negative when it comes to ideas of ageing but you can also see examples um, and images um, of, of older people 
having a really fantastic contribution in the community and um, being activists. And um, I, I think that, you know, that if we're wanting to change attitudes, that we have to um, use the media to do that um, rather than just um, critique what's already there. I've survived. I survived. And uh, we both survived. I still ask questions, especially of my children. I still aspire to lots, lots more. Listen to us. Listen to us. Life doesn't stop. I am still here. I've survived. Life does not stop. Thank God life does not stop. <laughs> life doesn't stop. You can see these videos and learn more about the project at opera.eclc.org.au.